Welcome back to the best comedy never made, Epiphany of Theodosius Pennington. And we should, uh, first of all, say thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast, um, the, well, the, the pilot that we podcast. And uh, a lot has happened since we did that. Uh, a lot and yet not much at the same time. So that it'd be good to check in on the process of what it's like to try and uh, get something going out of this world that we created. This is Howell speaking. With me again is uh, my co-writer Russell Gomer. Hello. Hello. So what's so we, it was it was before we submitted this to the BBC that we um, podcast this Russell ten months ago. Yes. Take right. me back to what happened. See if you uncharacteristically can give us some brief bullet points of what has happened since since we podcast this. Well, it's inspired us, I think, to uh, start work on a TV pilot. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, the process of the same protagonist, Brian Hovis, mm-hmm. using uh, that character and his unique way of, uh, his unique speak. Yeah. And then transpose it to the visual. Uh, I found that just interesting to do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought in those terms before. Yeah. yeah. An expression on, a, on an actor's face changes things so much. It's certain things you don't need to write and other things you do need to write in order to get the, the ambience and everything across. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it was different work and I think we stumbled a bit at first. But then we kind of found our style, mm-hmm. I would think, how? Uh, I think so. And yeah. we created uh, that pilot. Yeah. Um, but it was long, a very long labyrinthine type of uh, pilot. I think. Are you missing a whole section of history here? Am I? You are. I'll, I'll answer my own question. The bullet points go like this. We adapted it um, from its original form and changed it quite a bit, but it stayed pretty much similar to the original. Um, and we submitted it to the BBC, uh, to Radio 4. And we got through a number of hurdles with that. And we got to the final sort of stage of commissioning. And we fell at that last particular committee-shaped hurdle. And uh, it was an interesting process. It took a lot of work, but... Literally, we we got to the final hurdle, and they chose to go with um, others, not us. So that was a good that was a good six months of it, and and during when that was hotting up, we kind of put the TV thing aside a little bit, didn't we? While we yeah. focused on that, and then we started writing the TV version, where we took we took away a lot of the sci-fi from the original, well, all of the sci-fi from the original. We took instead, we just took Brian Hovis. And we created a new um, world for him, a new life entirely, and we've just kept that character because that we think is the is is uh, the bit that excites us the most. Um, and then we've been through probably fourteen or fifteen different versions of of that pilot now, haven't we? We have indeed. Uh, thank you for those bullet points. You've reminded me so much. Yes. Traveling forwards and backwards as I do in time. Yeah. It's quite confusing for me. Yeah. I know. So I always arrive back at the point I set off from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, confusing. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about what where we've ended up or where we started perhaps on that. But 
first of all, I want people to be able to email us because I know people have been listening to this. We'd love for anyone who's got ideas, any any big fans of stuff from the first one, um, uh, we'd love you to give us your opinions. And uh, so I'm going to create an email address for Brian Hovis. Um, there's a few real Brian Hovises in the world, so I'm not sure if it's going to work. But uh, what do you think his email address would be? Brian Hovis... Brian Hovis Adventures at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, yes. Go on, go with that. Brian, let's try Brian Hovis and see what happens. Um, and I will. Uh, we need to set a birthday for Brian on here. What do you think his birthday was? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think he might be. Uh... I think it might be Pisces, you know. <laughs> I don't know when is Pisces. Oh, it's March, isn't it? So, okay. Um, I'd say the 8th of March. March the 8th. Yeah. And he's 42 and a half years old. So what's 2016 minus 42 and a half? Uh, 2016 minus 40 4 94 84 74 Yes, he's a character. He's, uh, he's not. He's not real, is he? That's right. Okay, here we go. I'm creating. Okay, this username is taken. I can try another. So Brian Hovis is taken. Uh, Brian. What about middle name? We're going to give Brian a middle name. Yes. Let's. Um, Reginald. Brian Reginald Hovis. Ransom. What? Ransom. Ransom. Or Ransom, even. Brian Ransom Hovis. Oh, let's say Brian Hovis Adventures at gmail.com. It's easier to remember. The purpose of this is so that people can actually email us, so screw it. Um, I agree to the terms and conditions. Verify your account. Uh, really? <sighs> got to put my phone number in now. Great. They're going to text message me. So you can now email us. So what happened in the pilot for Brian Hovis? My Google verification code has come through. What happened in in the first version of the pilot for Brian Hovis? It's, um... This is why the word ransom came into my head just now. Okay. As in Arthur Ransom, for instance, Swallows and Amazon's fame. Uh, yeah. But Ransom, of course, we uh, we set up a situation where his uh, father was kidnapped. No, we didn't. Then we changed it to his mother. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you are so... We didn't. The first version didn't have any ransom involved. 
Oh, my word. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Hovis Adventures at gmail.com now works. So the first version was his dad was dying. The Hovis family estate. We're based on the Hovis family estate. He's called before his father That's right. in his last few moments to the deathbed. Yeah. And his father confesses to him that he doesn't love him That's right. and that Brian isn't his son. Yeah. But he's been adopted after being left on the doorstep in an OXO box. I think it was smelling slightly of gravy because it was a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And the mother persuades the father to, uh, to keep him and bring him up as his own. Yeah. And then we had um, Alf the gardener became a strong figure in it as his kind of mentor, um, his father being too busy uh, to look after him really and bring him up and nurture and all that. Yeah. So Alf takes over yeah. and uh, brings him up in his own kind of school of thought, which is all about adventure, adventure classes with Alf the gardener. That's right. Um, and I suppose he's a character who researches things from old books, how to survive in the jungle, or how to read a compass, how to, how to make an igloo, whatever those survival skills are, and only gets them half right. So that Brian has become in, enthused about adventure, but infused with uh, procedures which aren't correct, how to go about it. That's right. We played around with having all sorts of silly um, little games in order to survive. Uh, anything from a, how to tell a time of day by looking at the sun or the compass point by looking at the sun and, uh, or the stars at night involving finding the right stars. You can find the right, right stars and so on. But then he has to do something silly like turn around three times whilst blowing on his, his thumb with his eyes closed, then open his eyes, the first star he focuses on, and follow that one. Yeah, so he's been brought up entirely on bullshit. Yes. Um, yeah, a little bit of truth, but mostly bullshit. Due to parental neglect. And he's never left the grounds of the Hovers family estate. In fact, I've just opened the first version, and none of this exists anymore. There's still a kind of backstory that's similar, but... Um, first version we had opens on a plane over the North Sea at night and Brian says, scene one external, aeroplane over the North Sea towards Tromso lashing rain, tumultuous energies ripping the sky apart Dicky Tommy overly small bijou sized toilet area <laughs> Gah. Ugh. extremis vomitus Flush defective. Two hours spent wiping the cubicle down with overly thin, inconsequential, itsy-bitsy-sized tissues. Glad that's over. Yet energised, I buoyantly resume my seat. Uh, he sits down next to a woman on the plane, and then she, he says he has a bad week, and he says, Flashback, the gates of the huge grounds and residence of the Hovis family estate, which we know due to the sign on the gate which reads, the huge grounds and residence of the Hovis family estate. Uh, 
and uh, Brian Hovis Sr. lies on his deathbed. Surrounding him is the family doctor, a tearful maid, the equally tearful gardener and butler. Get Brian Jr. I'm here, Father. Brian appears from under the bed. Sorry, Daddy, I was looking for my thesaurus, which I think I dropped in here. Brian, listen to me. I'm dying. I need to tell you. Oh, no, Daddy. You have been my rock, my mentor, my spiritual companion, my guru, my guide, my, in short, my father. What will life be without you? May angels sing thee to thy sweet repose. I hate you, Brian. I'm sorry, Daddy. I thought you said you hate me. I do, Brian. I hate you. I've always hated you. I was a master at the arts of positive reinforcement and blah, 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 blah. And goes on huge, a huge monologue. You're not mine. Your mother, God rest her soul, was convinced we should adopt you because you were literally left on our doorstep. And it went on and on and on, and it was excellent and all of that. But ultimately, and then Brian went to Norway in search of his aunt, his long-lost aunt. You see, a side effect of his father dying was going to be that the estate is lost. Brian hasn't got the skills to look after it anymore. They're not going to have any money. Brian realizes that his aunt Hester, who he's never met in a photo, has, is wearing a, um, a priceless jewel around her neck that belongs to the family. If he can find that, he can save the family. So he goes to Norway to track her down. He ends up... Um, not coping with the cold very well up there. He talks to a bunch of sailors in a bar who say that they have heard of the woman who lives in a shack on the edge of the northernmost fjord. And she studies... The implication is that she has sex with sailors and studies the northern lights. Um, and it's as far away as she could go to get away from the Hovis family, was the... The, the northernmost fjord of the Arctic Circle. Um, Brian goes on a road trip, tries to find her, nearly dies, has to sleep overnight in a reindeer, inside a reindeer. Uh, then he get, finally finds her cabin, and there's a note from her saying, I've gone to Vegas. So he has to go to Vegas to try and find her, and uh, that's pretty much that was pretty much the pilot. <laughs> so we did it, and then... We had a few notes of friends and things, and and then we added a bit of a villain, Mr. Peregrine, who lives next door, and we added the Prime Minister. We were cut into the Prime Minister's office, who... Uh, oh, in fact, what had to happen first oh, yeah. was the hostage. Yeah, the hostage situation. Yeah. Thus, the Prime Minister is involved. Um, so we have a group of uh, We changed Welsh it from terrorists. father to mother first, didn't we? It was yeah. His mother being cruel. We changed it, yes. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, why did um, we do that? Well, partly because we just well, went, well, we're being misogynists. We're writing yeah. too many men, and women are far better actors, so uh, why don't we um, use one of those? <laughs> yeah. No, we just thought it'd be, it would be funny. We had this debate, really, about whether a cruel parent, whether having a, a, a man or a woman play a cruel parent, you know, uh, whether that makes a difference and I think there's more there's a lot of independent women that we're writing into this now in terms of like Aunt Hester who's gone off on her own and can't bear tradition um, Brian's mother hates Brian hates the fact that she 
yeah, I had to bring him up, although she didn't have to. Um, and it just seems like there's more more grounds for comedy in that rather yes, than and, the uh, crusty old I mean, man. Of course, I think so. It's it's more surprising. I dare I say it. Yeah. But then we have the introduction of the downtown nappers. Downturn, yeah. for God's downtown. sake. Jesus downtown Christ. Nappers. The whole point is that these kidnappers steal people who live in Downton Abbey-style houses. That's the joke. That's the irony. And Russell cannot say it without saying downtown nappers. It begs the question, is, is, there, is there any point? Is an uptown or a downtown? <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, Downton. Downton. There you are. Downton. Downton Nappers. Downton Nappers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've kidnapped the mother. Yeah. And, and the mother is the one who now makes the speech that she hates Brian on national TV. On a hostage video. A video. The host, yeah, the, the video that the host, um, they send demanding the ransom. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, they're all there with ski masks and, and, and all that kind of thing. So so they see themselves as like Robin Hoods. They they will kidnap very rich Downton Abbey-type people, demand a fee, and they say that they'll give that back to the public, to worthy causes, to charities. That's right. And, of course, they don't know, really, that the whole business state is more or less bankrupt. Mm. Um, and that the... Uh, the one thing they had going for them, the beetroot crop, was destroyed by Brian with his uh, little experiments in, um, well, genetics. Um, and, of course, it's the mother who, who tells Brian that she, she hates him and that Brian was responsible for killing his father by running him over one night whilst Brian was driving his adventure tractor. And the father was killed in a tent that Brian... Sort of ran over whilst making love to Alf the gardener's missus. So quite in depth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and the the episode that we're writing now isn't the pilot. We decided to write the second episode because the pilot is. We've done a lot of versions of the pilot, and we know what it'll be. The second episode is more interesting because that's when we would get into the adventures of Brian Hovis. Brian Hovis. Is why we decided to write it. Yeah. It would reflect back on things with us and give us some new insight, I think. Yeah. Uh, having not to deal with exposition. Exactly. And whatnot. Just a pure storyline. Beginning, middle, end. Adventure. So, Brian Hovis going around the world on adventures, trying to raise money for the mother who hates him. Uh, that's the concept. I suppose, well, I suppose the wider concept is the first the first hostage to have ever been taken where the public sides with the hostage takers and so brian's really up against it he's got to go around the world on different adventures uh, takes us to different countries different secrets very sort of indiana jones meets downton abbey i suppose that's where we're heading with it but we'd love to hear from you uh particularly over your your thoughts over the original and whether we've removed the right things or not uh, by focusing on brian Love you to get in touch and just chat about your own experiences of trying to write things, perhaps, or uh, any ideas. Uh, please help yourself. Uh, so Brian Hovis, Brian Hovis Adventures at gmail.com now works. Brian Hovis Adventures at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you.